I want to know, uh, I have back pain uh, for a long time now. Uh, so how, how can I uh, cure that or uh, at least uh, reduce uh, the pain for that? Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. I am Dr. Mohammad Ashraf, consultant physician with another episode of my podcast. In this episode, I will discuss mechanical low back pain or mechanical low backache and will try to explain its different aspects in general terms. Back pain, in particular low back pain, is a cause of many visits to the emergency department. Between 70% and 80% of the population will suffer from back pain at some point in their lives. In fact, low back pain is the primary cause of disability in individuals younger than 50 years. What poses an interesting challenge to physicians is determining the cause of this back pain. The sources can include intervertebral discs, facet joints, vertebrae, neural structures, muscles, ligaments, and fascia. So among these structures which are present in the lower back, abnormality in any one of these structures can lead to lower back pain or mechanical lower backache. Age is one of the more common risk factors for low back pain. According to some studies, incidence is highest in the third world and overall prevalence increases with age until age 60 or 65 years, after which it gradually declines. Common problems include spinal stenosis, that is narrowing of the central spinal canal or its lateral recesses and disc herniation. Disc is basically a, a sort of a tissue in between the vertebrae. There are so many vertebrae in the backbone and there is a disc uh, in between these uh, vertebrae and uh, if this disc uh, uh, protrudes in between these uh, spaces, in between these uh, vertebrae, then it is called disc herniation. And so many other causes may be there uh, in older patients. For example, among patients older than 65 years, the diagnostic probabilities change. Cancer, compression fractures, spinal stenosis, and aortic aneurysms become more common. So in young people, we should look for the different causes uh, of mechanical lower back backache and with the advancing, advancing age, the probability of the causes changes to more serious conditions and we should also keep in mind those serious conditions which can lead to lower backache. Recovery from non-specific low back pain is generally rapid. This is fortunate. In one study, 90% of patients seen with 3 days of onset recovered within 2 weeks. Recurrences are common, affecting 40% of patients within 6 months. Most recurrences are not disabling, but the emerging picture is that of a chronic problem with intermittent exacerbations. 
just like bronchial asthma rather than acute disease that can be cured now the next thing which we should keep in mind that the back pain can either be acute or it can be chronic so broadly we can describe it as either acute or chronic chronic pain or chronic back pain is persistent or intermittent pain that lasts longer than 3 months so we should keep in mind this duration of 3 months whereas most cases of acute pain are self limiting are self limited patients with chronic pain or chronic back pain frequently visit primary care physicians orthopedics surgeons chiropractors and physical therapists chronic back pain has a substantial economic impact it has been estimated that the cost of managing back pain exceeds 90 billion dollars annually next is is the evolution of lumbar back pain why we 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 say lumbar back pain because the most common area which is affected in the back uh, in the back ache or lower back pain is the lumbar region lumbar region is the uh, lower back and evolution of lumbar back pain starts with a good history and a thorough physical examination given the great breadth of the differential diagnosis it is critical to ask the right questions while taking the history questions should address the subjects of osteoporosis osteoarthritis and cancer and should include review of any prior related imaging studies physical examinations should include a focused neuromuscular examination a straight leg raise test is a neural tension test that can be used to rule out a herniated disc in addition examine, examining examining uh, for sensation and deep tendon reflexes can help identify the level of pathology so in these two things are very important one is the history that proper and thorough history which should be relevant to this disease lower back ache should be taken and a specific question should be asked for example uh, if we we must ask about the bowel habits for example is there any urinary incontinence or incontinence of the uh, feces so if that is the thing then it 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 leads to or it indicates some serious problem it means there is compression to the nerves in the lower back which will uh, which will cause more damage and second thing is we should ask in the history particularly about any uh, neurological deficit and what i mean by neurological deficit is that we must ask about the power loss in the lower limbs uh, or any sensory loss in the lower limbs so the sensory sensory loss or the power loss in the lower limbs and the incontinence or the we cannot the if the patient is unable to control his balls uh, urination and the fecal uh, incontinence if that is there if these two things so then that is that uh, that indicates towards a serious condition so uh, what i let let me summarize that history should be taken properly 
and then the patient should be evaluated as well and in the evaluation the previous history and the previous imaging studies should also be taken into consideration if the patient is having the previous imaging studies like MRI CT scan so we should look into that and when we go for the recent one the MRI scan or the CT scan so we should be able to compare with the previous one and we should look for any abnormality in the recent one as well and in the physical examination one thing is very very important that is straight leg raising test that straight leg raise test is basically when we raise the leg from 30 degree to the 90 degree and the hip at the hip level this leg is there is flexion at the hip level so if it causes uh, pain in the in that limb which is raised so it it indicates the herniated disc so we should handle this patient and investigate this patient accordingly a positive straight leg raise test that is raising an extended leg to evaluate for pain from 30 degree to 70 degree of elevation is a provocative test for tension on the lumbar 5 L5 and S1 nerve root the straight leg raise test can be done with the patient either sitting or supine elevation of the age elevation of the leg at 30 to 70 degrees of hip flexion will reproduce pain and paresthesia in the extremity this is the most important and predictive physical finding for identifying patients who are good candidates for surgery next is the imaging with respect to imaging most patients with chronic back pain can have abnormal findings on MRI but the clinical significance of these findings is not always clear likewise asymptomatic patients may have specific findings on MRI therefore the use of MRI should be limited to those patients with chronic back pain whose examination raises concerns about acute or rapidly progressive disease or those who have radicular symptoms that do not resolve after six months. By radicular means that they are having pain in the distribution of nerves uh, so they should be advised the MRI to diagnose their case and the second thing is if their pain persists this lower back pain persists despite of conservative treatment for a duration of six months now the goals of managing chronic back pain ultimately shift from achieving cure to alleviating pain and improving function by pharmacologic and non-pharmacologic means it is important that the patient condition should be assessed well proper well and proper before giving these two types of treatments so treatment should begin with acetaminophen that is simple paracetamol and non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs called NSAIDs the latter must be used with caution that is NSAIDs because 
they can have significant gastrointestinal and renal effects they can cause gastric irritation and if these NSAIDs that normal painkillers which are used they can also lead to renal problems which is called a nephropathy so if they are used for a prolonged period of time so we should be aware of these side effects of these NSAIDs so they should be always given with uh, after meals not an empty stomach because an empty stomach they will lead to gastric irritation secondly the other painkillers are opioids and other adjunctive medications may benefit patients whose pain is not relieved by NSAIDs so initial treatment is the NSAIDs non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs if the lower back pain is mild but if the, the pain does not subside with the use of the NSAIDs and other uh, remedies which are other therapies and treatments which are given then these opioids will be should be given because the problem with the opioids analgesic is that they can lead to addiction and the patient can become addicted to these uh, opioids because they have the capability of uh, addiction and drug dependence so along with these painkillers there are two types of painkillers that is non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs and the opioids the third category of the drug treatment or pharmacological treatment is the muscle relaxants muscle relaxants may provide short-term relief of the pain with return of function however sedation is a common effect so up till now as far as the management of the lower or chronic low back pain is concerned so that is basically to alleviate the symptoms the the shift in the treatment or the management is towards alleviating the pain not towards the cure and by this the patient should be evaluated first and secondly then the pharmacologic and non-pharmacologic treatment or therapies should be offered to the patients and among the pharmacologic are painkillers that is non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs first should be given and then if the pain is not relieved then the opioid analgesics or opioid painkillers that is the second category that should be given to the patients to relieve the pain to alleviate the pain and make the patient comfortable and the third category is the muscle relaxants so because there is a spasm in the back muscles which can also lead to uh, chronic low back pain so the third category is the muscle relaxants that should be given to these patients it is common for patients with low back pain to seek non-pharmacologic treatment options about 45 percent of patients with low back pain seek a chiropractor 24 percent use massage 11 percent undergo acupuncture and 7 percent try meditation exercise therapy which involves strengthening and stabilizing core muscle groups of the abdomen and back appears to yield small improvements in pain and function however in a cochrane review only 6 of 43 studies were able to demonstrate clinically and statistically significant differences between intervention and control groups acupuncture and massage are only mildly helpful for reducing chronic low back pain Massage may be beneficial in combination with exercise and stretching. Epidural steroid injections is another 
option of treatment. So epidural steroid injections may be indicated in patients with severe radicular symptoms. Patients have shown small improvements for as long as three months. For patients who have persistent pain are those in whom other treatment options are no longer bringing about any progress, referral to a pain management specialist is appropriate. An epidural injection, uh, an epidural steroid injection may be effective in these patients. In summary, mechanical low back pain is a common condition which affects young as well as old age population. Fortunately, most of the patients recover from this condition within six weeks. Lesser percentage of patients goes into chronic stage, which needs prolonged treatment in the form of painkillers like non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs, commonly known as NSAIDs, and followed by opioids, muscle relaxants, non-pharmacologic treatments, and some of the patients need epidural steroid injections. Some of the patients who develop red flags symptoms like weakness and loss of sensation in lower limbs or ball incontinence will need surgical treatment. At the end, I would like to say that concerned specialists like spine and orthopedic surgeons should be consulted for proper diagnosis and treatment of chronic low backache. I, Dr. Mamad Ashraf, is now signing off and will come next week with another exciting episode. Thank you.